0: You're listening to Life in Our Skin, a podcast created for women in the middle. Here, we discuss unique perspectives of our American experience, living between the white and black communities. I'm Lisa
1: Harris. And I'm Anahita Champion. Join us as we share life in our skin, raw and unedited.
0: Good morning, everybody. We are so excited to be here again. Hello, Miss Anahita. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everybody. We are excited to be here today for a super fun and very interesting episode. We're calling it a little bit of girl chat. You get to be the fly on the wall as Anahita and I kind of take you through the past crushes and the hallways of our high school. And uh, dabble in talking a little bit about dating. Interracial dating is what you are going to hear today.
1: (laughs) We're going there, Lisa. Y'all, this is hysterical. I have to ask, like this is, we're just going to go right in. Who were you crushing on as a teenage Lisa? Teenage Lisa, let's go back a few years. Who did you have a crush on? Could be uh, let's talk about celebs. Let's talk about celeb crushes.
0: Well, I have to say for celeb crushes, I'm managing like the Seventeen magazine or the YM magazine, even some of the teen bop magazines that had the spreads in the middle. Tiger So I'm going a little bit back to middle school, maybe, and I'm imagining the Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio is Ralph Macchio. Is his name? I think. Yeah, he's something 60 like that. years old today. Not today, but like he's he's 60 years old. I this, know it's that crazy.
1: This time so of So that
0: was a crush of mine. The kind of the the little darker skin, darker hair. Um, Maybe there was something about him that resonated. Um, felt similar to me. And he was a big crush of mine. And of course, like the beat it days of Michael Jackson. I was totally in love with Michael Jackson. Totally in love with Michael Jackson.
1: I like that you had to specify like what (laughs) year-ish. Because, you know. The Thriller album. The Thriller album. He was a cutie pie in the 80s and 90s. It's changed a lot. And he was still a handsome hunk with the black and white. That was my favorite. Okay, so... You, you mentioned the magazines, and yes, Tiger Teen, Teen Bop, those Seventeen, Cosmo. I did those quizzes. Who are you compatible with, and where would you go on your vacation? And while I was doing those quizzes, I was also daydreaming about JTT. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he was the <laughs> voice of Simba in The Lion King. He was in Home Improvement. He was yeah. in a bunch of movies. I had a poster above my bed, and he was like, in this really fun position, like holding on to like one of his knees and his other hand was on the floor and just like totally flirty. I would kiss his poster a couple of times before I go to bed. It was ridiculous. That was like the tween, early teen years. And then towards the end of high school, I think I had a crush on um, like the darker complexions, like Mario Lopez, because it's saved by the bell and his dimples were just dreamy. And then there were a couple of soap opera actors that were in the show Sunset Beach um, I'm forgetting their exactly. name now. Or like Dean Kane, like he was really cute to me, but they were all dark hair and um, dimples. Like it just was the darker feature guys.
0: Mm. That was your okay. thing, huh? Little I crushing, like crushing on all of that. So that yeah. brings us to, right? So we're talking a little bit about the crushes and kind of what, our, what we gravitated to. And then we became young teenage girls who started dating or was curious about dating. So long before we were married, Anahita and Lisa, we dated and had some boyfriends. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that. What it's like to explore interracial dating because we have mentioned many times, both of us grew up in a predominantly white community. So there's that aspect that I think we'll chat about. Yeah, but let's let's kind of explore the halls a little bit the halls of our high school the
1: halls of the high school so you know how you have like a hall pass and you're like going to the bathroom for the fourth time at like 1 52 p.m and it's only to exchange a note or like go like walk by your crush's room to wave to show off your outfit um I'm just teasing no that actually happened who Lisa (laughs) (laughs) who did you date in high school um and I guess you know we don't have to like remember every single person, but like, who did that person look like? Like in your high school, predominantly white community, who did you date? And if you need to define the word date, maybe like, you know, we all know most relationships were like puppy love one or two months or a couple of weeks at that. But who did you, what did that person look like? Who did you date? So that's
0: really interesting. So for me, like I said, growing up in a predominantly white community, from an ethnicity standpoint, there really was, you know, just white students for the most part. And that's not, like I said, not 100%, but for the most part, which is kind of funny, because I'm actually going to take you back one year before high school, which is the first guy I kissed, (laughs) which we did start dating. And that's another thing that we were chatting about earlier is defining dating, like you just mentioned. So I'll get to that. So the first gentleman that I kissed was actually multiracial, which is funny because there were like probably on one hand, the amount of families that were non-white. And I am probably on one hand, amount amount of students that were multiracial. So it's kind of funny when I think about it now. Um, but he was half Mexican, half white. And then as I kind of moved on through high school, it was, I primarily dated white guys because that's all that mostly was around um, in my circle of friends and, you know, pretty much anywhere I, <laughs> anywhere I went. But um, it's interesting when you think about Dating back then, I remember feeling like, would they bring me home? So for me, specifically, the biggest thing was feeling like, you know, being well liked and doing a lot of things in high school and, you know, always kind of hearing the whispers of like, this guy had a crush on you or this guy has a crush on you. But not that many guys ever really asked me out. Mm. And so I started to feel like, was it because of what I looked like? And I couldn't say that for certain, but I did feel like, oh, is it because I'm darker skin? Maybe they, maybe their family has different beliefs. Maybe they don't want to bring me home to meet their family. And I remember every single time I've ever been brought home to meet somebody's family, whether it's a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I always was super nervous. And that's because I knew that I did look different. So for me, the interracial dating part, there's a lot of insecurities kind of came out because knowing that I was one of very few brown girls in my school.
1: Oh man, what a terrible feeling to just have any type of doubt, self-doubt or questioning people because you're dealing with hormones and people are changing every five days and then boys are complex people and then yes then you add the darker features i remember this one time um in second grade i almost kissed this boy i had a crush on and then fast forward to we're in the a la carte line in middle school and he was saying something you know we've always been flirty um but he mentioned something about my peach my mustache my peach fuzz, not my peach, (laughs) that's a different thing, Ah! different thing, peach fuzz, and I was like, mother f, like, he's really, you got to go there and acknowledge my little mustache, that was so sad, so then this insecurity, then, that's that, when you said that, I was like, oh, I did have that feeling a little bit, but it was only because it was physically then pointed out, versus up until that point of probably sixth grade, I was like, trying to blend in with everyone, so for me, I dated, and then like, puppy love, one month, two months, um few weeks. It was like it was um I did date one Persian guy. I totally forgot about that till this moment, but it was through a friend and it wasn't at high school. It wasn't at middle school. It was through the Persian community. And all we did was like hang out with our group of friends like on a weekend and we held hands and that was like the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was mostly white guys, but a lot of darker complexion. So do I know what their ethnic roots were? No, you know we're still trying to figure that out as adults today. But, but they were, they were probably blended with something, and I just didn't know what that meant at the time. Like I didn't have any concept of um, mixed or or you know multicultural or woman of color. Yeah. That didn't. It was just like I was in a white suburb handful of people looked a little bit like me and i was not going towards the blonde hair blue eyes so there's a lot of puppy love i would say probably like four or five of those little relationships but then um it got serious like right at the end of high school because i dated this persian guy also through a a personal network went to each other's proms and stuff um senior year and into college and he was just part of the family. And and I remember my family, I had to ask my mom, can I go to prom with him? Like I tiptoed around the idea because in the back of my mind, I was like, well, we're already starting to hang out. Like whenever we get together, like I was also friends with his sister. And so for anyone that has had friends or siblings that were also friends with each other, that was kind of like the easy way in to hang out with one another. I didn't have that. My siblings were substantially older.
0: Yeah
1: at the time, huge gap, and it was like, I didn't have the, oh, I'm hanging out with my brother's friend or something like that. So when I went to my community, like Persian community's friends gatherings, um, this guy was there, we connected and we started dating. And I was like, let me ask my mom, like, let me formally ask her if I can go to prom with you, which ended up into a sleepover that was obviously supervised because it just happened to be a blizzard that night. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, that's so it's, crazy! So then it turned
1: into a really we dated for two years, yeah, until I was nineteen um, in college. But
0: but yeah, that you do bring up an interesting concept that we chatted about a little bit is the whole idea from a cultural perspective and from your family perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you actually allowed to do? Like, what was the expectation of a teenage girl and boyfriends or relationships um, in your family? Because you know, you said you had to ask, but You know, can you share a little bit more about kind of that? Any other Mm. insights or thoughts you have on that?
1: Yes, and I bet we have totally opposite stories. It's gonna be interesting. I, okay, so I was, in a nutshell, I'm the youngest of three. My sister, um, when I was in in high school, she was 28. My brother's 27. So they were, they're 10 and 11 years older than me. And so when I was going through the dating years, it looked very different than my sister. They were only here in the U S about five years up until that point. And so everything was very like hovered over trying to figure out what the whole assimilating thing was like, like what did the American culture do? And then 10 years later, when we'd been here for a while and my parents had been absorbed in it and they were then separated. So there was not a lot of spotlight on me. It was just kind of like trying to figure out their own situation. So yeah. when I approached my mom, for example, about the going to the prom thing, um, it was, it was like, I could have probably asked it to, to just be boyfriend, girlfriend with this person, but then you have the her personality, like a little bit of interrogative, a little bit of like too many questions. And I thought, well, let me just passively mention I'm hanging out with this person. So it was never really mentioned like I'm allowed to date or I'm not allowed. Mm. However, with me bringing up the whole prom thing in senior year, I was like, mom, can I, it was kind of like a fun girly conversation. So I'd like to go to prom. I'm thinking of going with so-and-so we already know his family. She's like, sure, no problem. And then I think it was like that day or the next day I was like, so mom, so like, what, what would you say if I wanted to date him? She's like, what do you mean by date? So then she started asking all these questions and I was like, well, how old do I have to be to date? And I think she said 18. I think that was the one and only time she ever mentioned anything about dating was just be 18. Um, because she wanted want nothing to do with making my decisions at the point. So it was never talked about, but it was also unspoken. Like don't ask and don't tell.
0: Yeah. So as a mom, yeah. I'm
1: sure she knew. Oh, I'm sure she knew I, I had, I did not cover my tracks very well with a couple of other instances, but
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Again, the, the word dating comes up. So for me, like most people know I'm multiracial. So I think that just gave me a different, a different perspective on the the fact that like my mom didn't really, I mean, she didn't really date, you know, when she was young, like there, you're not really supposed to have boyfriends. Um, but when she came to the US, she was married to my dad, who is, you know, Caucasian. And so he knew of dating and going on dates and prom and he knew all about that because that's those are the things that he grew up with so for me it was pretty normal um normal is such a relative word but you know what my peers were experiencing right I mean the only thing for me was like I wasn't allowed to go on a date like I could hang out with people like go to the mall or go to the movies with a group of people or what but I couldn't like go on a one-on-one date until I was 16 yeah I was and they had to meet my parents I remember they like if they came to bring me on a date they had to come in the house and they had to meet my parents before they could take me anywhere which I still think that's really sweet but that's not like cult like cultural thing right? right like that's mostly like that's more of a generational thing but um but my mom the whole thing was all very new to my mom she wouldn't have known how to navigate that without my dad um and so I'm sure in her mind, she had probably similar expectations as your mom might have had, but because my dad had the experience, he was kind of like, okay, it's okay that she does this. This is part of being American teenager. So he probably balanced that out so that I did experience very similar experiences as my peers
1: that is so interesting. So your dad was a little bit of the buffer.
0: <laughs> yes, the buffer between the worlds. Yes.
1: And I didn't have much of a buffer. My siblings were a little bit of a yes. buffer, but because they were out of the house and finally able to like live their lives as Iranian Americans, yes. because up until they moved out, it was Iranian. And like really yes. funny stories in not story, but just I, overall in Iran, you don't really date until you're kind of like established in your college career, you're done with school, you have a job lined up, you live at home until you court somebody, which could be arranged or through friends and family, then you plan and get ready to get married and blah, blah, blah. Iranian American culture in the US or maybe in other parts of this world, there is dating. And so it's again torn in the middle. Like, are we going by the roots of the Iranian traditions where there was some of that underlying? But I'm very much like Iranian American. I was too. So seeing how like my siblings were a little bit of a buffer, because then the brother, then the brother is in the picture and he doesn't have these expectations. He's dating people, there's no conversations.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned your older siblings as a buffer because I have a girlfriend who, Uh, parents are immigrants to this country and she had older siblings and I would I believe if she was in this conversation with us that she would say and I know examples that I certainly can't share because they're her examples but I know her older sister was a buffer for her um, in the whole dating experience and the cultural expectations that her family had of her so that's interesting that you said that because I do think like my dad was kind of the buffer because my mom was the immigrant. But if you're in a family where both your parents are immigrants and you have that opportunity, like older cousins or older siblings that they're experiencing through their sisters or brothers and they start to become somewhat of a buffer or a, a bridge of understanding of the cultures. So that's really interesting. That is
1: very... So, You said something that just struck me, though. It's a little bit not related to me personally, but like I, you know, my household was full blooded Persian, but my uncles and my cousins, one of my cousins' households also Persian 100%, but the other uncle and their family was blended or mixed, so um, white and Persian. And so the cousins in that household they did have boyfriends and it was very just different dynamics, different conversations. And I would, yeah. I should go back and ask my mom, like, what were those like? Because then you're comparing, and a lot of us are the same age. Like, what is that household yeah. doing versus ours? And I remember her saying things like, well, in our household, we don't do that. In our yeah. household, we don't do that. And I'm like, boo, <laughs> well, no, yeah. you don't know this, but I already went on a date. Yeah. And- I already did that. <laughs> There's a lot of behind the scenes things happening, mom. Yes. You just
0: Yes. And that's what I was saying. My, oh my, one of my girlfriends, if she's listening to this, I mean, she, I'm sure would love to be on this conversation. I don't know if she would share anything to be honest with you, but she has some very interesting stories about high school dating and, um, some of the buffers and some of the things that
1: happened behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. We'll have to get her on here. So let's talk about, we finally move out. We finally, well, no, we finally graduate. Graduate, um, yes. You went to you went to Madison, UW Madison, and I was here in in the Twin Cities, uh, but I lived at home, and then I moved out at nineteen. What did dating look like for you when you moved to college?
0: Well, for me, I um, continued dating my serious high school boyfriend for about a year I don't know eight months to a year into college so that was kind of a carryover from high school but then in college I really kind of expanded my horizons in so many things right it was the first time I was in a community with many many um, different races super diverse people from all over the world all different ethnicities all different backgrounds and for me that was really exciting to learn more about people because I was grew up in a small town and everybody was the same so i did start dating all different kinds of people um, and it was just kind of a a fun time i you know i <laughs> found myself kind of jumping around through different ethnic communities trying to find myself and i talk about like my own personal identity journey that was a time where was the first time I really started exploring that. And even though I'm multiracial, my household was predominantly Filipino because mm-hmm. I lived with my grandma, my grandpa, my aunt and my uncle and my mom and my dad and my siblings. So my dad was the only white person. So it was pretty much a Filipino household. And so I would hang out with these different groups like trying to find girlfriends and boyfriends and just communities that felt like what it felt like being at home and i found that in a lot of different you know minority communities um but then i would find i would feel like i belonged and then i would feel like i was different and so my personal identity kind of happened in that and along the way i was like dating too so you know i was going into you know like for example i got really closely connected to, you know, the Hispanic community for a time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like the Filipinos, they're loud and they're fun and they're dancing. <laughs> and, you know, and then I would realize like something would happen and I would feel like I wasn't Hispanic. Mm. And then I would feel like other again. Um, but I dated, you know, I, a gentleman, you know, through that community, I dated through the black community, you know, I date you know, I dated, you um, you know, just a lot of different people in that time.
1: Did you ever date anyone that was Filipino?
0: No. Nope. I've never dated a
1: full-blooded Filipino or a mix. Were there options? Like, were you exposed to other Filipino men?
0: You know what? Not a lot. No, not a lot because my mom, is a little bit more of an introvert so she didn't have a lot of friends in the Filipino community um, and the one she did was mostly women so it was mostly women she hung out with um, and then when I got to college I knew a couple of Filipino gals but it kind it was similar to and I know this is a different episode but it was similar to You know, what I mentioned about hanging out in the Hispanic community, even though I'm half Filipino, there were so many Filipinos that were like, she's not Filipino. Mm. And so eventually I felt like not a part of that group either, which is why at the end of the day, most of my friends are women from all different backgrounds because that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, So no, I've never dated mixed race or full-blood Filipino.
1: That is so fascinating. Uh-huh. And it makes total sense when you get to college, your horizons open. That's why, you know, a lot of people say high school this, high school that. Well, because physically your environment will change for a lot of people, but then your mindset. And um, I never stayed at like the dorms or anything. I went to a community school for a year and a half, at a transfer program. And during that year, though, I was um, still dating my high school boyfriend similar to yours. And I think that lasted for about eight, nine months, very similar to you as well. So a total of two years we dated and he was Persian. And then I, he was like so serious. like oh, we need to get married. And I'm like, this isn't happening. I'm 19. So I like knew that, but you know, there were other characteristic flaws. <laughs> so finally, you know, and then I left, you know, that relationship and I dated blonde hair, blue eyes, very strong Irish roots. Um, and that was fun. He was also a little bit of like a dangerous bad boy. Like we went to tons of rock concerts. Like there was this whole experience, this whole different personality. Um, but physically, you know, and ethnicity wise, he, you know, he was, he was a white guy. Um, and then after it, so that was two years. Then after that, I was in a five-year relationship, um, with a white guy who's half Italian and, um, their family had, you know, mostly just, it was pretty simple. Like there was no strong cultural traditions or anything like that. They were mostly a white household with just some Italian roots that they mentioned here and there. But then after that relationship ended, when I was 26, I went into, I haven't been single since I was 15 mode. And I dated a lot of guys, whether they were like one or two dates, whether they were like three, four months. And that was anything from Um, two more gentlemen from the Persian community, Um, some were newer that I had never met, and then one guy in the Black community, Um, I'm forgetting a couple, but just a few different, like you, just kind of hopped around, and I did date significantly within the Persian community. Um, You know, what's funny is, like, I always had my eyes on, like, the Hispanic community because, you know, my roots with, you know, Mario Lopez crush back in high school. <laughs> That's
0: right. Mario.
1: <laughs> oh man. potty <laughs> Batati. I just never, and I had a crush on a guy. We just never really dated. And I don't know if it was like his eyes were somewhere else or we were more of the friend zone or whatever, but um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of experimenting, a lot of spreading my wings and broadening the horizon um, which then landed me in, with hearts in my eyes for my now husband, (laughs) who is a handsome guy from Detroit, he's black, and we have a multiracial daughter, so that's where my happily after ended after my, um, is happening after all my, all my dating adventures. ended. Yeah, and today,
0: um, I am blessed to be married for, shoot, see, now I can't even remember, 20 20 plus years. I'm not going to do the math right now because I can't remember and I don't want to get it wrong. So 20 plus years to my husband, who is white, and um, we have two kids, and, and after all those adventures, here we are.
1: Here we are. What a way to end this episode because that's where we're tapping out is (laughs) who we dated, when we dated, what the family dynamic was like, what was said, what wasn't, how we felt. Girl Chat 101 has brought us to who we married. And you know what? It's another episode that we're going to chat about is interracial marriages down the pipeline.
0: Yes, for sure. We definitely will. Well, this was
1: fun to kind of get a little
0: glimpse into a little bit about what it feels like to experience interracial dating, especially when you're younger. Um, We concentrated most of this conversation about our teenage years, but um, I'm sure as the months go on, we'll continue to explore dating, friendships, relationships, like Anahita said, marriage because there's a lot to talk about. And this just literally is the surface of a lot of the feelings that we have as being women in the middle. So I'm really glad that you guys had a chance to be a fly on the wall, to hear what we had to talk about today. (laughs) But we invite you to continue to listen because we have a lot more coming up and maybe you wanna give them a sneak idea of what they might hear for our next episode.
1: Yes, friends, next episode, we are talking about what it means to be a woman of color and or how you identify with that term. So all these bite-sized episodes are just slivers of conversation. But this next episode rounds out episode, the first 10 of our series of in Our Skin. And it's an important one because it also sets the trajectory of the next several episodes to come. So subscribe, share. Comment, let us know what you're thinking, and we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) And gentlemen. And gentlemen. Thank you so much, Anahita. Bye, everyone.